in a rat race culture, slowing down can kind of feel like a death sentence. Am I right? And hamsters, my darlings, are some ambitious mofos. <laughs> I have actual clients that act like I'm threatening their livelihood when I tell them to cut back their working hours. After all, if you're listening to the show, it's because you're in pursuit of a big business and life. But here's the thought error. Big doesn't equal fast. Big doesn't mean busy. Big doesn't mean more on your schedule. Big means a future that contains realities that you don't currently have. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. All righty, hapsters, welcome back. I just put on some lip gloss and now my hair is stuck to my mouth, but we're going to rock and roll regardless. Did you ever just have that day where like your hair is stuck to your lip gloss, but you're still psyched anyway? That is kind of like what we're going to talk about today. Those days that you are so ambitious and you're so determined and you have all of the goals and all the things in place. And yet still, there are some circumstances being thrown your way and you have to navigate and pivot around them. It's okay. That's what we're here for. Life is going to do that to you and we're here to solve for it. So before we dive into the episode, though, I do want to shout out a listener, Raquel Carranza, who gave us an awesome review on Instagram. She tagged us that she was listening during her workout, and she always listens to the podcast while she's working out, growing her brain and her muscles. I could not love it more. And she just said that it was the perfect episode for her. She listened to It's Not About the Money Part 1 couple episodes ago where we were chatting with uh, my friend Scarlett Cochran. And that was actually a two-part episode. And she just said she could not wait for part two. So if you guys have not listened to that episode, go back with Raquel, get your swole on and get your listen on and listen to both parts of that episode. Because I agree, it was just killer. We had so much fun over there. So thanks Raquel for tagging me and letting me know that you are listening and which episodes you're loving. It really helps me figure out what content you guys are vibing with, what things you love on the show so I can bring you more of it. So if you're listening to this episode right now, and this turns out to be one of your fave episodes, please let me know. Go and tag me on Instagram that you're listening. And speaking of Instagram, I've made a big identity shift. You guys, I have changed my Instagram handle. What? I am now the powerful, the three named at Jess McKinley Wayno. I'm going to have to spell it for you because since getting married, I'm officially in that club of people who nobody knows how to pronounce my name. It is Jess McKinley, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y. That's the easy part. <laughs> Wayno. U-Y-E-N-O. Yes, my husband is Japanese and my new last name, Ueno, looks like Uyeno, but easy way to remember it is like no way, Ueno, okay? So Jess McKinley Ueno over on Instagram. Of course, you can also refer to me as the artist formerly known as What's Happening with Jess. If you don't already, come and follow me over on Instagram and let me know that you're a listener feels like that day that I was in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru back in like 
got to be 2012. And I heard on the radio that Snoop Dogg would henceforth be known as Snoop Lion, except no backseas for me. I remember like freaking out, like what is happening in the world if Snoop Dogg is now Snoop Lion, but he he changed his mind. I'm not going to change my mind. Jess McKinley Wayno here to stay. So exciting. All right. Now let's dive into the episode. In a rat race culture, slowing down can kind of feel like a death sentence. Am I right? And hapsters, my darlings, are some ambitious mofos. <laughs> I have actual clients that act like I'm threatening their livelihood when I tell them to cut back their working hours. After all, if you're listening to the show, it's because you're in pursuit of a big business and life. But here's the thought error. Big doesn't equal fast. Big doesn't mean busy. Big doesn't mean more on your schedule. Big means a future that contains realities that you don't currently have. That's it. In terms of money, big could mean more revenue, or it could mean more profit, or more savings, or the ability to give in a bigger way, the ability to provide job opportunities, to invest in something that you couldn't previously imagine being able to afford, like coaching right? In terms of time, big could look like being able to take a month off and go to Sevilla and do nothing but sip Tinto de Verano and listen to flamenco guitar. Just me. <laughs> it's my dream right now. It could mean being able to be the mom on your kid's field trip or take off work because your kid is sick without batting an eye and having to like miss out on money or an opportunity. It could look like having time for the little things that matter to you, like working out or reading fiction. But none of this requires you to speed up. Life is not a race, despite what you've been marketed. And a million dollar business isn't actually sweeter if you do it in one year or six or 16. And big disclaimer, once you have these things, you won't be exclusively removed from the human experience of pain and suffering. That shit is permanent. <laughs> so now that we know that there is no rush and we know that once we get there, we won't feel better, only then will this episode of the 10 slowing down time hacks actually speed up your results, okay? I'm going to give you my 10 slow business practices that will speed up your growth. All right, numero uno. Scheduling fun. If you're a subscriber to scheduling or what I refer to as creating a calendar that matches your core values, you probably already believe that if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get done. Now, while I don't believe in any black and white philosophies, I will say that if that's true, in order to have fun, you better put some fun on your freaking schedule. Half of the reasons that my clients dread scheduling or don't have success before they come to work with me is because of this exact reason. Their schedule is devoid of fun and all work and no play makes Jess a very dull girl or however that nursery rhyme goes. Scheduling and fun is how you make showing up to your plan sustainable. And if who we are is what we do daily, the hapsters are kind of the people that I want to invite to a party and hire for that matter. Okay. Think about the people that you want to hire, that you want 
to deliver your highest value to you. Like even if I'm hiring someone to come and give me something for a party, I want that person to be someone that I know that I can count on, someone that's reliable and someone that when they deliver it, they're in good energy, they're in good spirits. And I don't trust that anyone that I hire will be able to do that consistently if they are not enjoying what they're doing. If they do not have a schedule that fuels them rather than drains them. Because what's going to happen if I have, if I end up hiring them and the day that they come to me is the day that they've burnt out, right? And that is going to happen if you do not have fun on your schedule. All right. Numero dos, scheduling nothing. What? Did I just say that? Yep. Sometimes if you've created a cycle of overworking and business, even fun items on your calendar can start to feel like a chore. And I've watched this happen with a couple of my clients. Know what your work is right now. If you're someone who struggles to rest, this is the work for you. Even just start with 15 minutes. Rules are if someone around you sees you doing nothing and asks you to do something, you say no. Doing nothing is your something. For these purposes, you are busy. This little exercise has opened up creative blocks for my clients, helps them help them find truths that they'd been avoiding, helps them learn to enjoy being instead of just doing, which in turn forces them to identify and eliminate some of the busy work that they've been telling their brain was necessary, that they couldn't wait or couldn't be delegated. Okay. And once you've identified this, it actually helps you speed up. So while you may not feel like you have the time to do nothing, this may be the exact thing, the exact slowdown hack that you need in order to have the space to recognize what busy work is creating this schedule that you can't seem to get away from. All right. Number three, milestone decisions. I have an entire episode on milestone decisions, so you can go back and search that in the podcast and listen to that. I'm all for making decisions in advance, but sometimes we're just not in the right headspace and we don't have the piece of the puzzle that we'd like to have before making it. Example, when I was going through a divorce or I've actually seen in clients of mine, if they're splitting up the with their business partner and trying to decide your long-term business plan, you don't, you might not know all of that information. So you're stalling and you're selling nothing right now because you're scared to sell anything right now if you don't have all of the answers to the future. But you can't decide on all of the answers for your future yet because there's still just some things that you have to work out. Here's where milestone decisions comes in. It's they are about deciding not to decide. You're not going to rush into the decision. You're going to think thoughtfully like a CEO and lean on the fact that your future self will be able to make a more emotionally sound and educated decision. The caveat is that you give yourself a deadline for when you're going to revisit it. So it would look like this. I'm deciding to table this decision until Q3. This simple sentence frees you up from paralysis and the removal of the pressure often gives us the space and the wisdom to rush in ahead of the deadline. And I've seen that happen time and time again with my clients, taking off 
the pressure to decide, but not just indefinitely saying, I'm going to revisit this in the next quarter or the next month or next week, depending on the decision, allows your brain to think in a more clear and sound way, allows you to have the space to process your emotions or to take a step back from the pressure of having to process all of your emotions so that you can just take some action and actually start to get results, which builds momentum and allows the right answer to come to you. Okay. Number four is feeling our feelings. And this is a skill that if you're a first time listener, you might think is optional or a soft skill, but it really is the tool that I think differentiates people who are able to scale all the way to the millions. It's because they are not scared of their feelings. They are not afraid to feel failure. They are not afraid to feel disappointment. They are not afraid to feel shame. Now, I want to give you kind of the litmus test to know whether your work right this moment is to feel your feelings or to make a milestone decision. Like I just mentioned is like, am I going to wait to feel this until the end of the day or the end of the week or to make a decision about it? When I was going through my divorce, I oftentimes had multiple client calls on the books and I would have a moment with my son or with my ex where I would be in tears moments before a call and I would be like, what do I do here? I don't really have time for this emotion. You have to check in with yourself and really say like, is this, what do I want to do here? Do I want to show up to this thing? Do I feel like I have the capacity to show up to this thing on my schedule or not? I knew for myself that like I could always get myself to a place where I could be present for my clients for a day. And then I knew that I was going to give myself the time at night to fall apart once my son fell asleep, for example, once I had, I I had that, I crafted that space in my calendar for me to fall apart. And I gave myself that permission. Now, if you don't have all of the information, so let's say you're spinning out in worry, one of those indulgent emotions where you are, it's an emotion that is kind of based on thoughts that are either missing information or it's just not true or it's a tendency of yours, then you might want to decide to find a thought that is more useful for you to say for my thought personally is it's not useful for me or for anyone. It doesn't serve me or anyone for me to feel my feelings right now because it's not reality. Like I'm going to wait and I'm going to assume that everything is lovely until it's not. And we can assume that with our business, with our goals. We can assume I am going to hit my business goal. I'm going to assume that until the very last hour, right? And with that assumption, I'm going to show up to my business in a more useful way than I would if I assumed the opposite. So just like check in with yourself and see, 
do I have all the information? Is the emotion that I want to feel, is it a useful negative emotion? So a useful negative emotion would be something like sadness or anger or um, disappointment or failure. Those do have upsides because there's something to learn. There's somewhere to grow. Um, there's a place to get to on the other side of it. Um, whereas worry is something that is a little bit indulgent. It's not something that I do see an upside to. I do have an old episode where I do talk about indulgent emotions and you can find that as well. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, for you to determine which feelings are going to be the productive ones for you to feel. And you'll have to decide for yourself, am I going to put time in my calendar like I did? Like I'm going to make sure that I have space for me to feel my feelings. I also put in coaching calls in my week so that I know if I'm building up overwhelm or worry or those indulgent emotions, I have a place to come and bring it and fall apart there in a place with a professional who knows how to hold the space and sift through the drama and the facts with me, right? So if you don't have that uh, on your calendar, I would highly encourage you have that as well. Um, All of the successful business owners that I know do have coaching and or mentorship in this way with someone who can Um, hold all that space for them because you are a human being, remember, behind your business. So it is a skill that is going to speed up your growth. And if you avoid it, eventually you will break down and it's not going to be at a convenient time. Okay. Number five is rescheduling. I also have an entire episode on changing your mind that I will link in the show notes and whether it's a time suck or a time saver. And I won't go into it entirely here. You can listen to that episode, but I will say that when we acknowledge that forcing our schedule to remain rigid and as planned, when we intuitively know it's not going to work is a problem. It is going to end up costing us more time to keep things as is than it would if we just rescheduled it. Because for example, with my podcast, if I know I'm coming to the podcast and it's just, I've tried to really force it. I I mentioned this before about that hype episode, that hapster hype episode. I had it planned. I was really excited. I was trying to force the content and I just wasn't feeling hype. I was really sleep deprived. I was um, sick periodically on and off. And I just knew that I needed to reschedule that episode because otherwise I was going to put out this episode that was not really great. And ultimately my goal is to have a big impact with you guys. It's to grow the show. It's to put out episodes that rock your world, that make you money, that get you more time, and that cause you to want to share this episode with a friend because it's so relatable and so useful to you that it will be useful to someone else. Now, if I tried to force that episode without rescheduling it, it wouldn't have had that effect and I would have had to probably record it another time in order to grow my show and to have the show that I ultimately want when I sit down to record these episodes for you. Okay. And it's the same thing for your business, whether it is your podcast or whether it is a product or service. Now, know your tendency. And again, I would go to that episode on changing your mind if you're like, well, I'm not sure. Is 
Am I changing my mind too much? I go into all of that and how to know when in that episode. But in general, rescheduling is a slowdown tool that I use in order to speed up my results. Number six is self-care. Okay, this one sounds so cliche. I just couldn't think of a better word for it because we all know the term. But in terms of our calendar, I think it's important to find your short and long form self-care practices that you can insert into your calendar and your schedule for the week as refreshers. And then the long form ones are the ones that you luxuriate in. You probably know those big ticket self-care things, a retreat, a spa day, a day with your girlfriends, et cetera, et cetera. But let's find your refreshers, what I'd consider 10 to 20 minute self-care practices that you can sprinkle throughout your calendar. Mine are as follows, 10 minute massages, 15 minute walks with my family, 10 minute phone calls, either with my mom or a friend. Um, my dad used to work for a company called computer associates. And when they noticed that for a lot of people, their most important breaks throughout the day were cigarette breaks. They decided to input fresh air breaks to promote people who were not cigarette smokers to be able to take those same breaks and think about the incentive. It it has for people who were cigarette smokers to quit. Like quitting smoking would not only quit the habit, but it would quit their mental breaks throughout the day that they really had come to enjoy those refreshers for them. So I thought that this was so genius and they saw their productivity go way up. So think about this for your own company and for your own business. Even if you're a solopreneur, those fresh air breaks, a corporation saw their productivity of their employees go way up when they had these little fresh air breaks that they had given permission to their their employees to take, they saw the productivity go way up. So even seeing these things, I know for me, my little 10 minute massages or my 15 minute walks with my family or my 10 minute phone calls, when I see them on my calendar, it helps me feel more excited to show up to my day. And that is why rule number one is scheduling fun. But this is a little bit different in terms of self-care. Sometimes it might not necessarily be fun, but it would be what I consider a refresher. Even if it's just that that time to do nothing, 10, 15, 20 minute uh, little moments throughout your week to refuel you. Imagine going cross country on a trip from New York to California and you were like, I don't have time to stop for gas. I just don't, we don't have time. We don't have time to sleep. Of course. Like, does it feel convenient and fast to sleep instead of driving? No, but we're human beings. We require these things. And ultimately, the fastest way to get there is to do it in the most sustainable way. You're in your business for the long haul and do not forget it. Number seven is asking high quality questions instead of just taking more action. If you're looking to meet a result, the obvious brain response is to just take more action. I get it. But action taken from low-quality thinking and low-quality questions is a major time suck. Instead, you can take just 10 minutes to write down some high-quality questions for you and your business. Here are some of mine. What is the simplest, most fun, highest revenue-generating activity that I can take right now? Why are my best clients already ready? 
Sometimes it's just reframing our thoughts around what we're trying to create. Oftentimes I see that the biggest time waster in copywriting that I see is my clients trying to spend all of this time convincing people why their offer is so amazing. Imagine I spent all this time telling you guys why coaching is so amazing. I don't even really spend that much time telling you, oh, listen, you need to know coaching is so amazing, X, Y, Z. Occasionally, I'll educate you on one of the benefits of it. However, I just know that my ideal client already knows what coaching is and they want it. They believe in the value of coaching. And so I don't spend any time convincing you guys about why you need a coach. I'm just like, oh, here's why you want to hire me. Here's the result of this specific coaching container, right? And then I'm spending all of my time responding to the high quality question of, oh, what are my best clients need? Not just what is anyone and everyone looking for and why, what do they need to hear from me to be convinced? It's like, no, 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 no. That high quality question, including the word best clients has changed everything for me. So that is just one example, but taking this little bit of time to reevaluate when you're pushing against a goal can crack something open and show you where you've been hustling rather than taking masterful CEO action. Number eight is zooming out to set long-term goals for reverse engineering. Now, one of the first rules of scheduling, well, rule number one is fun first, but rule number two is that you're scheduling your results, not your action. So this is why I always say that scheduling is not like a to-do list just put on your calendar. You are thinking about your goals. And if you do not take the time to zoom out and understand, what am I actually trying to create? You will have your mind blown. I just went through with this with my producer for the show. I was like, all right, what are we working towards? Like, what is the actual thing that we want to create this month for the show? And one of those things is reviews. So you guys, hey, of course, reviews aren't going to magically show up if I don't talk about it. And it reminded me, oh yeah, well, maybe I should mention to my listeners that you guys should leave a review if you are enjoying the show. It's so simple and it's so obvious, yet if you do not have the goal, if you do not take that time to zoom out and set whether it's a year goal or your 30-day goal, all of that is so important for reverse engineering. It will get you there so much faster versus my, in consults, almost always the first question I ask them is, well, how much money do you want to make? And they're like, well, more than I'm making now. I'm like, that's not a goal. And you, and then I'll ask them, well, how much money are you making right now? Most of them don't even know exactly how much money they've made year to date. I can tell you almost to the dollar amount every month, how much I've made year to date that month and in my rolling 12. And I track that because I know that in terms of hitting my goals, if I don't understand the math, if I do not take that time I'm not going to magically get there. I'm going to spend so much time hustling and taking action to vaguely do more and get better. And there's no finish line. I promise you, you'll end up getting 
to the six figure mark and you won't even know it. And you'll be like so burnt out and confused as to why you don't feel fulfilled. It's because you just didn't give yourself an opportunity to win. Okay. So if you want to speed up, if you want to get to the place where you have achieved what you want, outline what you want to achieve and be really specific about it. Number nine is constraining. This one is super simple, but it's just about saying no. I think that we also assume that bigger lives, that getting to where we want to go requires doing all the things. It requires lots of idea generation. It requires a YouTube channel and a podcast and knowing Instagram reels and offering more things. I just got off a consult with another girl who is going to be a brand new hapster. And she was saying, yeah, I was thinking about offering, you know, a couple more, adding a couple more things to my line. And I just asked her why, because she hadn't mastered the process of the current thing that she's offering. And she hasn't gotten to the goal of what she wants to be receiving in revenue. And she was just like, I don't know. I just feel like it'll be more attractive to people when there's more options. And I think that that's just a lie that we're sold. We think that more options is going to make us happier, but actually statistically proven, the opposite is true. The more options we have, the more opportunities our brain sees to make the wrong decision. Yikes. So constraining for you and for what you offer to your clients is one of the fastest way to get where you are going. I have a couple of clients that are easily distracted. All of my clients are idea machines. They have incredible ideas. It's part of being an entrepreneur, right? You're a you just have that brain that is constantly like, ooh, this would be a good idea. Ooh, that would be a good idea. I am with you. I can relate. And constraining is that slowing down skill that allows you to hone in, focus, follow one course until success so that you are not distracted from the thing that really matters. And half of my job is just telling my clients, nope, nope, don't do that. Don't start that. Nope. Don't overcomplicate things for yourself. Let's keep it simple. And simple is difficult for our brain because we can get bored there. But boredom is a beautiful thing. Go back to my episode on boredom. It is where some of our best, most masterful creative ideas can come from being forced to create within boundaries, within a box, all right? Constraining. It is a good time hack for you. Number 10, and my favorite one, is practicing the belief there's plenty of time. Listen, hapsters, you cannot out-action a bad thought. And this thought, there's plenty of time, is the thought that will give you back your most time. If our thoughts create our results, then what kind of results do you think you're going to have if the thought running through your head all day long is, I don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time. You cannot out action that thought. You will do all of the things. You'll hire all the child's care in my case, right? And then it still won't be enough. You'll get there. You'll have, you'll be like, just when, when my kids go to school, just when then I'll be able to focus on this, then I'll join happening sessions. When I'm past this phase, you know what? That phase is going to come 
And if you still have the thought there's not enough time, it will be your reality. Ooh, that was kind of like a mic drop to end on (laughs) because the fact is, my loves, there is plenty of time. If you are ready for this thought to become your religion, for you to feel spacious and abundant in your week, no matter if it's winter break for your kids, God help us all, or your mid-launch, you're ready for happening sessions. Let's slow down your day and speed up your money together. Sounds fun, right? Duh. So here is your action item. Go to my Instagram bio. I've told you it's brand new. It's not brand new. It's just a different handle. Jess McKinley Wayno or link in the show notes to set up your 20 minute consult call. Let's decide together what you'll create inside of the six month container. Happening Sessions doors close March 15th and we begin all of this amazing work together March 22nd. It is an experience that you absolutely do have the time for. I cannot wait. And go leave a review. Hey, hamsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening, W H A T S H A P P Y N I N G dot com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening, W Jets. Again, that's happy. H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.